Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the DL debate. Yeah. A very, a very, a very special DL debate this evening. We are, as ever, rounding up all the GA news of the week. I want to thank Joe Dex for the Power Hour Plus. He was putting out the beats there, getting us excited before the show would start. Thanks for listening in, everybody, now on Highland Radio or back via the podcast. Uh, everybody, this is a top show coming at you tonight. We're going to look back at all the weekend's action, including three ones for our county sides, of course, Donegal Ladies at home to Westmeath, Donegal Hurlers away to Wicklow and our footballers taking the maximum points in Breffney Park by the minimum one-point victory. Uh, great results for the Donegal sides at the weekend. We're going to, of course, look at all the football across Ulster as well. My guest this evening, Brendan Maguire, will be coming up shortly in the show. The Kelly Beggs native has a big connection to the show tonight, which we'll explain shortly. He now is manager of Lavi uh, this season, coming in as well. Big job for Brendan. Well done. And landing that one. Uh, he's coming up shortly after this. I'll speak with Armagh legend Aaron Kernan with a special focus, of course, on Donegal Cavan. Armagh's impressive one to meet their big rivals in Division 2. And, of course, the big derby, Derry's emphatic victory over Tyrone. Following this, Satanta hurling great Niall Cleary. Satanta and Donegal hurling great, of course, Niall Cleary will join us to talk about what a season Satanta has history-making Ulster champions their dinner dance is coming up this week. Richie Power, one of the guests, he is coming on later to tell us all about this. But first of all, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the main man from Man Charman, Parry Calvary, has joined us. Parry, great to see you. How you doing, Brent? Are you You're keeping well? I'm, You're looking well. I, I'm looking well. Yeah, you, you are. Yeah, I, fair I, play. I was going to say the same to yourself. Are you, are you, are you drinking the water down and doing well? Or I am, yeah. What's no. the secret? Uh, just... Uh, Four kids keep you busy, Brendan, you know, but it's uh, it's all good. But uh, a fantastic weekend for Donegal. First of all, Brendan, I suppose, in the DL debate, it's uh, it's good when you have three uh, of your, your your teams within the county winning. Uh, f- and, and suppose, first of all, we, we've got a special mention to the ladies for this young side uh, to actually come away with a victory yesterday in a really blustery O'Donnell Park. Yeah. And we know how difficult it is down there, but uh, what what a victory and what a confidence boost it will give uh, John McNulty's side. Yeah, yeah, new coach coming in as we're, we're talking for this brilliant set of Donegal ladies that we've had knocking yeah. on the door, you know, of an All-Ireland and coming close and often, you know, the victory against Dublin a couple of years ago and we were building and it was if Maxi kept going back, going, give us another year, give us a year. There had to be a time when there was a change. John has come in now, great coach, Opening day victory against Leash, very good. Disappointing defeat to Kildare last week, but at home bouncing back. Uh, well, uh, he went into that game without uh, three three of his, his well known players, and, and one of them being Katie Heron, of course. Huge, uh, huge experience without Katie. Suppose getting that shot before the throw in, Brendan. Um, Amy Boyle Carr was out as well. So, got into that game uh, yesterday, and in those conditions, Westmeath, Donegal could have buried their head, but. I was just reading during the, during the day about the game, and one of the players that stepped up, and a number of them did step up, but one of them notably was Katie Dowds, seventeen years of age, I do believe, still playing minor football, and uh, that gives you great confidence when, when when that happens. And and look, you have to you have to allow other players to to maybe make that step up as well, and give them that opportunity because it is, Brendan, as you know, it's only on them days you'll know how good a player is. And of course, the ladies' game, you know, seventeen sounds so young, but ladies footballers tend to come in that bit earlier you know they're thrust on the senior action very quickly say Katie 
three points his own weight with a goal and a point and six scores across the, the score line which is encouraging I suppose when you look at it you know out of the 1-9 you know you need a spread of scores but certainly you need your players a couple of players inside definitely registering and I suppose they got that mix and blend right mm. as I say yeah. just looking at John the last few years you know there's no doubt and he's a very progressive coach in terms of going out and, and, and applying his style of course it's going to take a while to bed that yeah. in a new team so in many ways a good fit all over uh, well, within the league I suppose within the ladies league as well trying something out and I know he's brought um, Nicole Gordon back into that uh, defensive role normally plays up front but yesterday she came back into that uh, into that uh, I suppose at, at six maybe a quarterback they call it an American football brand but look really really did a fantastic job uh, there by all accounts yesterday ensuring that uh, well look nothing was going to be uh, easily given up Evelyn McGinley as well uh, you know your defence one one thing about about football of course as you know is having good defenders you do need your forwards and developing those as players but I think what John did yesterday was a wee bit maybe just take a look at where things uh, you know you could always make improvements after each game but maybe making things a little bit tighter and uh, once Westmeath came and, and the last thing you want Brendan is in any game is to give away goals uh, and, and suppose that was something that they, they, they curtailed yesterday yeah, and that, yeah. that, that improved uh, as the game grew they grew into confidence and other players stepped up so great victory for the girls yesterday Yeah, yeah. and listen that was a wee, wee, wee quarterback reference in a Super Bowl week <laughs> as well I, yeah, listen forget for going to say I have some bad wee boys you mentioned four there I have four and there's, there's a couple that need to get to bed there and uh, Teresa was like they're running amok now so Lucas and Senan, you you get yourselves up, get the hot water bottle. We're still in hot water bottle season, right? Get get up to bed. I was they gave them a wee mention. I keep forgetting the uh, park. You know, you can mention your kids next week. Uh, I'll leave that open. Park, listen, Brendan Mount for ladies say that's that's two out of three. Listen, they say it ain't bad as the song goes. Donegal men, of course, you know we're going to chat the Aaron Kernan and mm. about you know we're going to round up all the football, particularly the All Star, as I said at the start. But listen. You know, away from home. You know, I've just looked. Like you can't kill a game away from home. Yeah. You, know, you got to say at any point, even uh, four points in it, Cavan are a decent side. You know, oh, we're, 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 we're yeah. still building. So, in many ways, a lot of learning from it. You get out by the skin of their teeth. But again, it's, it's two from two. Great start from Jim. The thing I like about um, about Donegal at the minute, you know, they're going in in every game. They're given as much as they possibly can, and that's that's the starting point for a lot of teams. If they're given a hundred percent, obviously, you know. You don't mind if you if you get if you get defeated if you know where you're coming from. But to go away from home to come away with a one point victory in the conditions you've got to remember the conditions were 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 you know supposed to were fairly difficult. But in the game, Donegal, suppose when you look at it, Brendan, there will be a little bit of head scratching. They you know they could have had a chance or two. Jimmy Brennan had an opportunity. Maybe he fisted the ball with the bar for me. Jimmy had the hard work done on that particular yeah. opportunity that he had. But look, it's easy saying that yeah, sitting in the stand. It was stand, a wee yeah. bit tight. I, I funny you know, listening to the boys and them when I seen it. Then you know it was a wee bit tight. You can understand. I don't think it was one of them ones. Definitely, you were going to rattle the net. But listen, I suppose in hindsight, if you go on, maybe you draw the game. You think there was the winning and losing of it. As it was, I suppose, winning by a point, you know, we got out. But, like, you got to look at the different players. Like, if you look at the positioning of players, the movement, and, you know, Jim is constantly 
uh, researching his, his team at the minute and uh, you know for me playing players in different positions is, is a key uh, stature of the man the way he moves players about and figures out exactly where they can maybe make make a more of an impact and maybe the other people wouldn't be thinking about it and thinking of Keel McGuddingall at number 6 for me that's at the minute is working really really it well is, yeah, shows yeah. intent of, of, of what Donegal is going to be defensively moving forward you've got Brendan McCall in that full back line you know you, you've got a number of players around them then the, the runners from deep I know Pat Mogan was missing yesterday but look you can only improve week in week out take the conditions it is February it was yeah. it was really really wonderful but very very positive from that point of view to come away from Refney Park uh, with a one point victory yeah, definitely listen we're going to talk about that some more as I say when we get uh, AK the one and only Aaron Kiernan on but after the break we're going to speak with Brendan Maguire Yes, welcome back. Now we're going to talk to Brendan Maguire and I said from the top of the show he has a special part to play in tonight's show. Brendan, how are you? Good. Good man, Brendan. Hey, you're, we're here. How's you things yourself? Brendan, not too bad. It's a, it's a bank holiday weekend but we thought we would keep the show rolling because there's so much sport on. Sometimes we miss bank holidays but the great Joe Dex has come in here to produce and look after me. Uh, I think he's on double time tonight. I think, are you on double time, Joe? No, he's not sure. <laughs> uh, Brendan, listen, the reason it was great to have you on tonight is because a wee while back, Fair Play, you organised a charity game in, in, in the Little Angels and of the, the hospice and you asked me to play. And I was like, man, the playing days are well gone. I says, I tell you what, why don't we do... We'll liven up the game because it was a mixture of legends from from the men's and ladies' games, and you, you just amassed a brilliant uh, crew there for the match. And uh, I said, "Why don't we do a bit of commentary through the tannoy myself and Park?" And this is how Park now is in studio because ever since then we had a brilliant day, Brendan and City Park. Why don't you come on in to the studio and we'll have a bit of crack and we'll interview guests? And 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 it came off the back of that uh, game that you uh, brilliantly organised, uh, Brendan. Yeah, well, I suppose. Uh... I can't really take all the credit. Um, we had a great team there in Cersei, Brenton. Uh, we put in a charity team there at the end of last year, and we were just running small charity uh, events uh, throughout the, the, the months. So we were um, just for small kind of uh, local schools and all that there about Letterkenny. Uh, we were sitting down trying to come up with ideas, and myself and David Cafferty decided that we'd try and run a charity game and you know, make it a mix of the Donegal 2012 team legends and the ladies current and uh, former players. So, um, you know, when we kind of sat in the room and came down with the idea of it, like everybody was thinking it was a bit mad, but as you know, these charity events, how they go, um, once you get the ball rolling, Brendan, and you start reaching out to people like yourself there, I just sent you a text message to see could you take play a part in it, and I think you called me five minutes later with the, this mad idea that you would do the running commentary over uh, O'Donnell Park, and you know what, Brendan, it actually made the day, yourself and Park were brilliant, having a crack. Doing a bit of slagging, I suppose. I got a good touch myself when I was coming on. I would have to say, Brandon, Brandon was a wee bit dubious about some of the, the, the stats during the commentary. I was questioning. I him. was carried about. No, no, we didn't have proper teams yet, so I'm not going to blame anybody for that. But <laughs> uh, Porrick definitely carried the show, I'll tell you that. I don't know about that. I, yeah, just so. referencing Big Neil Gallagher's uh, managerial career, it was a. Uh, 
uh, he was scratching the head quite a bit, Brian, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he had one of those ponderous uh, looks, say, as if he wasn't too sure what's going on. But <laughs> uh, listen, he did the business on, on the pitch. Uh, we, we had a... Go ahead, Brian. No, I'm just saying they were under pressure at half time. Maybe that's why he's scratching the head. They were four points down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it, it was a it was a great way. I think only I had a bit of a hot flash with me. That kind of kept me uh, taking over. We were, we were doing a good bit of rambling the uh, uh, second half. But I was just thinking, Brendan, sometimes those wee games, you see, you know, with the best will in the world, they, they can be a bit, I suppose, they can, in some ways, be all interchange of coming in and out. You want to make a bit of a, a bit of a fun in the day. You know, it's more a fun day. So listen, having someone like Parik around, around like that certainly made that happen. I really enjoyed it. Made a great day in the park. Then after that, uh, Brendan, the news broke then about uh, your managerial career taking a, a turn up to the to the Dairymen of Lavi. Uh, excited about the challenge ahead? Yeah, it's uh, a good challenge, Brendan. One that I'm looking forward to getting my teeth stuck in, to be quite honest with you. Uh, right now it's just about getting down there getting to know the players build uh, relationships with them and, and having the players get to know me as well vice versa you know it's, it's, it's only February it's early days but uh, the fixtures haven't been released in Derry yet uh, hopefully we'll be getting them the next uh, number of weeks and then we can sit down with the management team and, and plan our year year ahead Um Lavi's steeped in the tradition there, Brenton. You know, they've won two Ulsters, one in all Ireland, you know, 10 Derry Championships. But the last one is dating back to 93. And there's a burning desire there from anybody that I've met in the club, you know, to reach that promised land again. So I'm going to do everything that I can to get there. Brendan, looking at the success of Slough Neil and also of. Uh Audie Graham's as well. That, that that has to suppose uh, play in your mind a wee bit. Preparing for for the players for that, and suppose there's a there's a, there's a massive aspect there within with within Derry at the minute. There they've been uh, a number of really really good sides coming up. How how are you going to prepare your side looking forward into that when you've got the All Ireland champions in your championship this year on, on their doorstep, by the way, which I'm sure <laughs> isn't easy. On the doorstep, coming down the road, and um, luck Massive achievement from Glenn. They've been knocking on the door uh, probably the last four or five years there, beating the final last year. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Every every club in Derry is probably studying them inside out because they're the top dog. It's like any top team. If you go back to Donegal, Jet Jim McGuinness is Donegal in 2012. All the club teams co- copy that template, you know, and most of the club teams now are going to try and copy Glenn's template, but uh, I don't believe that's the way to go. You, you you have to put your own imprint on the team and you've got to have serious belief in what you coach. And once the players uh, see that there um, and you take them along with you, you know, that's your own imprint on it, I believe. So I don't think that we're going to be copying anything that Glenn or Slot Newman have done in the past. Uh, there's a good, young, fast, fit team there. So... You have to actually see what players you have at your disposal before you go and implement a game plan there. Yeah. Um, and Brendan, tell me, obviously there's a bit of... Right. I, I, I'd be up that way, listen, I know there's a bit of turmoil in the club, which is previous to your time coming in there. So in many ways, uh, you know, you, you're in there, man, it's, it's like a clean slate, and there's a massive buzz about Derry between the Derry County team and the club all Ireland in there. So even though you're going into a very competitive championship, there, there's a huge excitement. As you say, Lavi, I mean, the setup there, the, the, the facilities are second to none. So 
in many ways, um, loads and loads of positives, uh, Brenda, for you coming in this uh, season to, you know, put your stamp on it. There's serious talent coming through, Brenton. They're very competitive on their age. They've got a number of minors there that are pl- have played for Derry last year. They won the, the All-Ireland minor, you know. They've got a number of under-20s that are with Derry that uh, got very far last year as well. And then, obviously, you've got the two county players that are up at the moment. So, Everything's going in the right direction for them. They have serious plans in place uh, on their age, a good structure. You know, there's there's, lo- there's a lot of teams there between the football and the, the hurling, the underage and the camogie and everything. So everybody's trying to, you know, go in the right direction to to, to get to get to where we want to be, like. And I think I think they're one of the only clubs in Ulster maybe that has their own dome as well, Brendan Calavi. Oh, what a setup! Yeah, yeah, it's something quality. So it is. Yeah, um, as I said to one of my friends there last day, it's like walking into a top league of Ireland club, so to speak. You know, you just when you're walking into the clubhouse, you just see Lavi Aaron's own hits you straight in the face, and the two doors open up. It's brilliant facilities. They've got the dome up there. They've two uh, full. Pitches, one of them floodless. So, yeah. you know, um, Aye, most of the facilities about there, like that, I know. Aye, back in the old striker days, Brent, when I, I used to stop there and I got to know the boy, and he used to let me use the gym and I would jog around the indoor pitch, and it was just, it was, it was a phenomenal place to be if a boss isn't listening. So, I used to always do a, do a wee gym session <laughs> in the gym. So, the setup, I know the setup well, the unreal spot. Aye, but sure, listen. Bren, uh, we'd love to talk to you when, as, as the year goes on and, and see how the club is going. We'll certainly be keeping an eye out. It's great they have a, a Donegal man in there getting experience. I'm sure the uh, the Kelly Beggs boys will be calling on you at some stage down the road. Aye, well, look, Bren, home is where your heart is. It's always been, uh, you know, um, I, I got into the coaching first of all, uh, underage with Kelly Beggs, and uh, obviously then uh, I got a serious injury, so I did, so I took over the minor team, and then halfway through the senior year, uh, John Rasden, a buddy of yours, uh, and Eugene Mulligan were coaching, they asked me would I coach the senior team then, and I went in and helped them out, you know, when I got the buzz then for it, you know, I, I was always, as I said, I was obviously coaching underage so I was but uh, once I started coaching the Kelly Bay seniors that, that's when I knew I wanted to be a coach Brilliant stuff eh? and listen we want to wish you all the best in that Brendan and again well done in the charity work there uh, much appreciated by, by by so many people and it was just great for myself and Porrick to help out maybe next year try try Oshin and McHugh see as, a, as good <laughs> as me and Porrick <laughs> uh, they might get a team sheet. Listen, very good, very good. Listen, Brent, great chat, and yeah, we'll catch up as the season goes on. All right, Brent, thanks, Brent, thanks, Mark. Chat you later. Cheers, Brent. Bye. That's great, Dave. McGuire there coming up after a break. We're going to talk Ulster football with Aaron Kernan. Yes, welcome back. We're going to look across Ulster football and particularly, of course, Donegal Cavan and, of course, our friends in Armagh and the big derby, Tyrone and Derry. I'm joined by AK. It is himself, Aaron Kiernan, this evening. How are you, Aaron? BV, great to be back on again with you. No problem. Aaron, with Park Hilfrey in studio here. He's, he's Aaron, a, how are you doing? Are you keeping he, well? He's a man of stats, a man of knowledge. You know, it just 
I needed him to, to Aaron, make Aaron, me sound good. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you and me both. <laughs> Aaron, I can still hear that wee bit of uh, you, you were sick there. I, I, I heard you got out of sick bed. I didn't make it for smaller fish last week with Parkinson, but I heard you you sucked it up and got through an hour plus. Say so you're 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 still soldiering on even though you've retired. Yeah, yeah, that bed uh, to get out and, and talk about a ball. Uh, I knew you weren't going to be there, so we couldn't let him down altogether. But actors. The usual this time of year, um, there's always something going about, but uh, thankfully, nearly back in the men now. And tell me, how's the newfound time going there, Aaron, in terms of, I mean, that, that unbelievable career you had with, with our mom of Cross McLean, uh, winning everything in sight, really. Uh, what's what's it like now, these early days of, of uh, freedom? Um, yeah, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm not missing it at all. I knew myself, I was very much at peace with it. Um, I'd done all that I feel I could do and I'd give it everything I could give. Um, physically, like I, I probably still could go on, but I, I just know deep down I just don't have the hunger to, to be as disciplined as, as what I've been for 20-odd for years. I, I just I want to uh, get back into doing a bit of, uh, giving a bit back to the club in terms of underage coaching and been there to see my kids growing up and developing. And um, yeah, like I said, just thrilled to have achieved what I've achieved to play it at the level that I played at and come out unscathed as well like I've, I've no injuries worth talking about um, so just count myself very fortunate and more than happy to call it a day and at the moment just getting involved in underage really um, we're just sort of starting for plans in place uh, I'm going to go in and help with under 8s and under 10s and um, Tony McEntee has been over sort of the, the full development of underage within the club and I've taken up that role now um, he's obviously still very busy with what he's doing at county level with Slego and as a, a family as well to deal with and work. So, yeah, I'll get into that as well and see where it takes us over the next 10 years or so as a club. Mighty man. No doubt, Aaron, you'll put your stamp on it. No marks to, to come out and them chisel good lucks of yours and that nose survived as well. Which, <laughs> he's done which really is, well. He's kept his hips as well. So he's he's doing, yeah, well, is that a dig at me? <laughs> I'm digging a lot <laughs> no, of players. Yeah, yeah. Listen, this is what's going to happen here. And, you know, <laughs> The hips, as you've seen that night in Cross McLean, I've still got a few moves in the dance floor, kid, you know it. Um, Aaron, tell me, Division that 2... Was, that was never in doubt, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in my own head, I think I still have it. But Aaron, we're going to start at Division 2, because that's a big one for, for us and yourselves. Start of the season, our man Donegal, where the two teams was tipped, and of course, using that sticky opener to Louth. Louth, of course, have a great performance last week. He's blew me away at the weekend. We had a very impressive first one against a, a poor Cork, and then a sticky... Uh, victory over Cavan. Uh, what what have you made of them early exchanges? Are you, is it, do people call it right, like we did? I suppose uh, in terms of it's a Donegal and Armagh potentially top two teams in the league. Yeah, well, even though it is only the second weekend, I, I do see that. I, I I think it will be Armagh and Donegal ultimately that will come out. I think the fact the Cork now have lost for the second weekend in a row. They'd be doing great work uh, to try and pull it back because I just I can't see Armagh and uh, and Ardigal losing three times, um, you know, over the next couple of weeks. But um, I suppose week one for yourselves, I have to say, like literally from two three minutes in, um, it was it was very very pleasing on the eight to see the, the stamp that Jim was putting on it, and I, I do I'm I'm smart enough to to be able to caveat it that weather and a long travel maybe for Cork and you know just why he's been keen and eager um, it might have showcased you in a bit better late but it was just how you're going about it the different sort of plan 
um, and the amount of boys he's got back on board and that there and the buzz that it brings to the county I just think it's great I think it's it's unbelievable the, the turnaround and fortunes and excitement and personnel um, from this conversation that ourselves had last year um, and then likewise Armagh last week everyone was sort of a bit disappointed in Armagh last week um, I always knew Loud were going to be difficult enough to beat I just felt were a bit more cagey than what was necessary, um, particularly late on whenever we were playing with a, a strong breeze. I felt we dropped off too much off their kickouts whenever it wasn't necessary. And it gave a good team like Loud a bit of momentum to, to come at us. And, and literally we hung on. They could have had a 45 at the end to draw it. And it probably would have been a fair result. Um, but got a wee bit of luck, got that win. And then after a slow enough 15 minutes on Saturday night, as soon as they got a sniff, um, against Mead, they just completely wiped the floor with them. Now, an awful lot of it was what Armagh did well, but again, Mead, very young, very very inexperienced, and once the game turned, you could just see like there was no chance they were coming back. One goal before half time put maybe four or five points in it, and that was it. You knew that was the end yeah. of it for them. But still, uh, great that you have the two wins on board and uh, looking like we're heading where we want to be, which is back to Division 1. Yeah, yeah. And Barry, just about that, you know, you look at those games, the two games for sticky away games, you know, there has to be a thing where the home side <coughs> are going to be buoyed, they're going to come at you, you know, Cam didn't get a goal, but the three points in the second half in the road coming down the stretch propelled them back into the match, and of course we see that a lot, you know, if, it's, mm. if the home team, if I've done a goal at home there, they're going to control that game and extend the lead. You know, you got to give that thing to a home side that are that are pumped up and, and ready to go at you, and and definitely Gallagher there from the word I'm getting back from the Cavan players because it was a strange enough appointment I thought you know an experience completely coming on they don't Stevie O'Neill some of them there from Toronto there's certainly uh, things seem to be moving in the right direction from him and it's Donegal we're seeing coming through the physical challenge and the modern game physicality is huge they really put it up to Donegal particularly in that second half well they definitely did and you look at the Cavan those Cavan players, Darren McVitie, you look at him, you know, out and out footballer uh, for a number of years. Now, Cavan have a lot of, you know, strength and depth. And as you said, Galligan, the appointment of him, a lot of age bros were, were raised. Um, but look, maybe Brendan, that's, you look at Vinnie Corey and Monaghan, you know, you look at that type of appointment and, and he's done the right thing. He's got a bit of experience in around him as well. But from a Donegal point, point of view, I suppose, really, you know, Cavan came at Donegal at that stage. And look, if you're if you're if you're smart about your football, you you know that's going to happen. Like you're you're, you're going to have that they have that home advantage as well. But look, I, I think from from the point of view from Donegal's point of view, that a couple of key opportunities that Jim will be looking at this week again that maybe they should have taken and maybe put that game out of sight. But look, looking at Armagh, I love Armagh supporters because <laughs> it's just when when Louth came to town, Aaron. Um, look, it was going to be a difficult game, all right, you know, but. Our, our Armagh supporters are they're, they're, they're really tough on Armagh uh, the Armagh team because they forget last year the, you know the Ulster, Ulster Championship how far they got and they nearly it's just penalties that have beaten them you know so look from an Armagh point of view as well Brendan like you know two ones out of two the first one wasn't pretty the second one as, as Aaron has indicated they, they smelt a little bit of blood and they went for it so that that has to be very very impressive uh, from, from where Kieran McGinney sitting there at the minute they're looking like they're in a position to go back up uh, as well so look 
that's I'm really looking forward to that game. I know mm. we're we're looking ahead there, but both sides. Yeah, we'll um, not we'll not worry about Fermanagh. We'll just no, is that what no, you're no, <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. No. <laughs> Listen, uh, Aaron, you know you talked about players last year, and obviously Patton was brilliant again at the weekend. You know, Brendan McCall, I think, is one of the most solid defenders in the country. Really, Steve McMenamin back in. There's a few injury problems. He had a huge game. Ryan McHugh's absolutely flying. It's after that year off has rested him and. Park was talking earlier, Ryan, about Keir McGonagall at, 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 at number six and how well he is playing as well. And you know, he likes a Kieran Thompson, McBerty, and of course, Oshin Gallon being Oshin Gallon. So a lot of pluses. Michael Langan back as well. Uh, Aaron, listen, a lot, a lot of pluses you mentioned looking from the outset in Donegal. You can see the general momentum of the team. Of course, the Turbot stepping up for use at the weekend in terms of freezing that. What about, what about the, re- the main man, O'Neill? What's the word in him? Um, well, Ryan's back in training with him at the moment, um, so he is, but he just hasn't made actually either of the match day squads. He did get back in for one of the McKenna Cup games, I think it was maybe the very last one, but didn't see any game time. So, yeah, he just needs to get his fitness back up. Um, and I'm, I'm saying here, and probably it could be a, maybe a two way uh, sword that he's putting a bit of responsibility in that there on the likes of Turbo. Um, hitting the free kicks and at the same time just making Ryan know that uh, to get back in there you're going to have to work for it so um, I think it'll be win-win for him uh, he'll have a fit and a very hungry Ryan O'Neill back whenever that opportunity that's a, does it's yeah. a really good uh, thing isn't it does open up well they've been cheeky and can I ask you this he was practising penalties I would like to think it is something down the line that yeah it's going to become oh, a priority listen, all joking uh, aside that, that sounds like I a can't dig. take any more heartbreak <laughs> that sounds like a digger but basically your season hinged on a couple of and I'm thinking to myself you know and as much as it's a weird and it's such a hard thing to recreate particularly in training uh, it's such a strange thing but really it, it changes your season you know from a another what-if kind of campaign and I suppose the general vibe about beginning, you still got to say that things progressed in many ways. I think you can play devil's advocate, can you, with the whole situation? Okay, you can. Uh, I suppose you know yourself from being uh, a goal scorer that all of that is down to confidence too and you can practice all you want but the pressure that comes on you in those big days with the crowd there and maybe a miss, psychologically, it's, it's tough to deal with. Uh, in terms of I suppose when you're talking about geezer or where we're at, there just there are times where there's frustrations um, that we do feel that there's certain stages we just step off and and we have we have teams on the rack and we don't go for the throat, we don't finish them off. And what I mean by that there is, uh, say the Galway game a couple of years ago, like yeah. we get a free kick to put us one up, times up, and then on mass we just all retreated the whole way back. And gave some of the best footballers in Ireland, just said, dish the ball, go on ahead. So Shaving come up the field. And the wall stopped the field and Killing me day, kicks a point, goes to penalties. In my opinion, whenever it's championship football, and and I, this hasn't been naive or looking about like football years ago, championship football and winning championship teams, there's an aggression, there's a cutthroat nature to them. They go after things. You do not <clears> give the best players, whenever the game is on the lane, in the opposition, the ball and say, but, come at us and give us your best shot. But, because we did it then, right? We did it against Galway then yeah. and we got beaten penalties. We did it against Derry in the Ulster final mm. last and year. Against whenever Kerry, Black Kerry as well, probably in the, we, that league opener. Yeah, we yeah. retreated against Derry in the Ulster final and gave them a bit of momentum, got the draw. We did it over in Carrick and Shannon against Galway again last year and got off with it because Shane Walsh missed the free kick. And then against Monaghan, same thing in the championship. 
we dropped off after kicking a free to put us one pint up and next thing they go up the field McManus kicks the laser penalties again so that is only one small tactical change that we keep seeming to stick with but it's costing us dearly yeah. small margins so th- that's the type of thing that has become a frustration yeah. and the, the loud game last weekend uh, uh, Connor Turbot scored a free kick to put us two up with four minutes to go but we were playing with a gale so I, I'm standing at the game going right we'll just get man to man here force them long the ball's going to hang in the air and let's smash the ball, get a break, and try and pen them in. Same thing, though. We retreated everybody back to the middle of the field. Loud walls up the field, kick a point, and next thing is one point in it, and you're looking at your watch going, these boys are going to pen us in there for the last three or four minutes. And that's what happened. And luckily, again, this time, we got away with it where they missed the last 45, um, and, and we got a one-point win. So, so uh, our, that's our, a, just a wee small thing, Park, sorry, what, that, that has been frustrating people. And what you're trying to say, really, Aaron, is that that's down to management, really. That's... You know, some things when you when you look at those situations um, in those high intense championship matches, yes, the league as well. But is that decisions that are made on the line? Well, it, it has, has to be because if it didn't work against Galway two years ago, and then it didn't work three times we did it last year. If you're letting players make these calls and it's costing us dearly, well, it doesn't say a whole pile for you as a management then. You know, so you would have to think that it is something that they're talking about discussing. I just don't see it working. And to be honest with you, like I seen Kerry doing it yesterday against Monaghan, and, and you see this an awful lot is as soon as a team scores a goal now, they'll all drop off. So Clifford's second goal yesterday and Kerry all dropped off to the middle of the field. And within 30 seconds, Monaghan waltz up the field and Jack McCarran kicks the ball over the bar. And I'm wondering to myself, what is the point in you dropping off? Like, because teams are now too good at this. They've got used to you dropping off they'll just carry the ball up the field and wait that someone comes in the loop and gets shot off. So therefore, it's a total waste of time. So can we just not change? That, that's just my point is, um, try something different. They're going to go up the field and score anyway. So can we not try and pen them in, you know, or try and force a turnover instead of just giving top inter-county players the ball? Yeah, yeah. Aaron, listen, brilliant stuff. Aaron, last couple of minutes, just uh, I have to ask you about this Derry, Derry juggernaut. Myself, yourself and Molly picked them to be league champions this year. A very out of sorts, uh, newies type Tyrone team. Like Derry operating really on another level, completely controlled the game, Aaron. They're going to take a bit of stopping. They are, and we also talked about that we felt they were probably too forward short, uh, maybe of going on to be ultimately All-Ireland champions. Uh, and I know it's maybe early in the year and a big call. I think they're only one forward short now because what I've seen of Cormac Murphy last weekend in a short period of time where the game's a draw and he literally takes on the whole carry defence by himself, beats them all until they drag him down. That just showed brazenness for me it showed self-belief in someone who was backing himself and got into a dangerous area got fouled but yesterday he took it to a whole new level altogether um, two points off his left one off his right and just so direct so busy and no turnovers from any possessions that, that he had um, I just thought he was absolutely brilliant um, and definitely someone who's really going to add to them come summer they definitely are like in terms of physically they're just a, a bigger and more developed than that thrown team that lined out yesterday um, but they, to me, they look like a team that's on a mission. They look very much like what Mickey Hart's stamp he put on Tyrone whenever he first went into them, where he wanted to win every competition he went in because that's where you get genuine confidence and self-belief. So they have come up from 4-3-2. They're trying to win Division 1 now. They've done their back-to-back Ulsters, and they're going to see themselves as being genuine All-Ireland contenders. 
because of genuine silverware that they've been able to pick up along the way. So um, for me, you know, the, the, the first round game between uh, yourselves and them, it is, uh, it's going to be the one that I think is really going to kick off uh, kick off the summer because my brother and dad went to yourselves and them in Celtic Park in 2014 in the first round and they come home and says, Donegal is going to win the All-Ireland. Uh, and I was like, ah, no, I think they're, I think they're they're done. You know, they've sort of been over the hill as a team, and they just felt that there was a spark or there was a an energy bit Donegal even that early in the year that they were going to have have a long season. And I think that is the game that is going to bring out the best and and McGuinness and this Donegal team as well. It's one already I'm looking forward to. Yeah, indeed. Aaron. Listen, we can let Derry win the league when it comes to Celtic Park. We're going <laughs> thumping my. I mean, yeah, three just... in a row. Aaron, the Donegal boys is coming. We're going to get put Derry Park. Nobody go. remembers the league anyway, Brendan. You know, it's kind of... that's true. We can yeah. let Derry win the league. All right, Derry fans, <laughs> you can have that. Aaron, listen, great chat, you, my man, and uh, we'll be catching up with you as the season goes on. Always great to talk, sir. Pleasure. Top man, Aaron Kiernan there, the legend that is. After break, we're going to speak to another legend, Niall Cleary of Satanta and Donegal. Yes, welcome back, and I'm delighted to say in studio with one late. Well, well, I don't know. You don't come in. Aaron Kiernan was all about goal scores here. I think he doesn't sound about me now. Niall Cleary, great to see you, Niall. I was just saying you off air there. I mean, what a season, what a career you, you, you've had and still are having, of course. Donegal and Satanta. And I was saying, I've never heard of joint managers that both played. How did you manage to cope with that throughout the season? And obviously, you cope brilliantly because you made history and, and went all the way and won the Ulster. Yeah, well, it was like this, but we needed a way to guarantee that we we're both going to still be on the team. So we said we had to go and take it. <laughs> you're on, no, you're on. Who's dropping me? But no, it was, I like it. Look, Kevin was kind of manager last year with Gary McGeddigan, the two of them, and he wanted to play a bit, you know, he's still at that stage. So he asked me to kind of come in and give him a hand this year. So we managed it. Um, it was it gets tough, like in the big games, you know, in finals, and then when you get to the Ulster and that, it gets tough to make decisions. But having Gary on the line was a big help there. Yeah, and Gary, of course, some experienced manager himself. How yeah. did that? Did you just need to go to him and say, right, Gary, we're going to need somebody strong on the line to relay to 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 to, to be part of this? And 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 fair play to Gary because that, yeah. that can't have been easy for him. Then he's still kind of involved, but he's. He's not the manager, but of yeah. course he's a pivotal he, he, he wanted to take a step back, but he hardly missed a session like all year. <laughs> but no, you, you just kind of go before the matches like and you have a big chat. You go through all your scenarios, everything. You think you cover everything. There's always stuff that crops up in matches that you're not, but you try and cover as much as you can. And then he knows, you know, we've chatted it through. He knows, right, if Brendan gets injured or if this happens or whatever, this is what we do. So there's a lot of planning and meeting and stuff involved in it. So... But no, it worked out well in the end. It did get really tough in the in the big games. You know, when you're under pressure in a game and you just can't concentrate on playing and making decisions. So all the decisions on, on the match days then were kind of left to Gary. Yeah, yeah. And I was just saying to you, uh, Nell, in terms of when you're playing then and you see some kind of tactics, are you thinking then, because you, you're, you're watching your man or you're watching the slitter, yeah. are you thinking, I need to relay that or you just have to get on with your game or what? You wait to have time or what? No, definitely at the start, I was trying to think with a manager's hat on as well and play. And I was like, oh, Jesus, if he's going mad over there, can we move him? What do we need to do? Do we need to, you know? Yeah. But just as the year went on, I realised you can't do it. So you just chat through all those scenarios and you leave it all to Gary then on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like the odd time, you would see something very obvious, you know what I mean? And you might make a, make a call while you're playing. But no, nah, mostly it was all the decisions were left to Gary on the day. It was more, to be honest, it was more coaching. Me and Kev, you were doing mostly yeah. the coaching, the training during the year, like that kind of thing. And Kevin's role going back in, in the goals, like he was mm. he was brilliant at it. In many ways, I suppose, that his ability out the field seemed to help him in terms of 
been able yeah, to sweep see, and come out. Exactly, very clever hurler, very skillful. So he, he's made for the goals. I don't know why he didn't go back in a couple of years earlier. You know what I mean? Because he was kind of struggling out the field a little bit to keep up with the training and that. And it was real kind of bonus for us this year to have him on the ball and in the nets. And he's just a lot of experience there. Like it's the same as watching Donegal there yesterday with Luke White in the nets. Like. When your goalie can come out and take the ball and give you that sense of security, it's a, it's a massive plus. So he was definitely a big plus for us this year. Yeah, and just on yesterday's victory, I mean, I just uh, going away from when we were chatting to Mickey McCann last week, you know, he's on about players missing. And, you know, I think Donegal, the, the, the defeat they worked at home last year, they really uh, overpowered us, you know, and I thought to myself, we're mm. going to. Now, I know they were missing players too, but the, the scoreline did it surprise you, you know, 222 13 away from home. I mean, Division 2B, as we know, it was Division for years, Donegal, but mm. get in, they couldn't hang out. Yeah. Now, that, now they're seasoned in there, but I mean, a way victory like that there, it was a phenomenal start, didn't it? Yeah, it's probably credit to what Mickey's built over the last, since he's come in, in when it, whatever it was, he must be there six or seven years now. Um, he's really built a good, strong panel there, brought through a lot of young players there in the last few years, and look, in lots of ways, it was the ideal game to get Wicklow in a little bit of disarray at the moment, manager stepped down 10 days before the league you know they won the Nicky record last year but it can be a bit like that you know what I mean it's like as if they didn't fancy going up to the Christie ring and the challenge of that so yeah. a load of them just didn't commit this year so for Donegal it was probably the ideal first game to get you know what I mean even though it was down in Ockram but ideal first game to get and those young lads a couple of lads making their debut Kieran Kern cornerback and a couple of the young lads you know it was just an ideal game to get and yeah Good performance, 223 is a massive score, you know, won by 16 points, I think they had 9 or 10 scores, so loads of things to be pleased with. Yeah, McKinney, man of the match, 5, Gilmore, 1-9. Just look at the hurling, we seen it last night mm-hmm. on there, and you see that the football teams, I think, not to say they can't get hammered, but it's hard, you can get a team and set up defensively, you can't do that in hurling. We've seen some annihilations there last night, it seems to be, you know, if a team goes on a bit of a run and goes up a division they better be ready for that because there seems to be a massive step in some of the leagues up there. And I suppose for Donegal, you're always thinking, 2B, you know, unless you really bossed it, you know, should you... Is that what would be your feeling now? 2B is, is a good place for us at the minute? I think it's a good place. I think, yeah, it's very competitive. Like, it's one, it's a league where you really need to... Like, that first win is big because it gives you a safety net, it gives you, you know, you're maybe not going to get relegated because even if it goes to head-to-head against Wicklow, you have to head-to-head against them. So you're guaranteed... So then you can kind of relax into the other games. But, yeah, very like I'd say the rest of the games will all be, you know, a couple of scores in it. But still, you know, they've been in 2B, they've been to a final in 2B last year. They'll probably be, you know, looking at getting to a final again and they won't be overly disappointed if they, if they don't get up. But I'd say it'll be all about the championship for Mickey this year. No, I think I think I get the feeling he wants, he really wants another Nicky Racker this year. Look, looking at the, gra- the, the grassroots as well, a lot of development happening around the county. And suppose... Then, uh, it's getting other clubs to to start a hurling um, hurling team, and so, I suppose that's been a challenge now for for, for Donegal over the years. Probably has, yeah. Like I'm up here ten years, so I've seen a big lot of work gone in at underage. Like even now, you look at the county team; it's not just Burt or Satanta anymore. Every club is represented. I think nearly bar maybe bar maybe Ballyshannon don't have anyone on it, but the rest of the clubs are all represented on the county team. So obviously, Carndona. Um, Unions, Burt, Satanta in particular have all done a pile of work underage and that's coming to fruition now um, but no there's definitely work going on I see Cormac Carton that's involved in the kind of development side now and I see they've um, a role advertised for a hurling coach over in the Gale Talks, yeah. which is great you know they've hurling in Gidor underage and a bit over in Dunlow as well so it's definitely growing all the time we're actually lucky because we have um, eight senior clubs like if you look at other 
team or other inter-county teams at the same level, Tyrone, Roscommon, Sligo, you know, they're far less. They've only three or four senior hurling clubs. So it's kind of, I know Donegal's a big county, but it, it really is a credit to the work that's gone in the in the clubs at underage level. So, so what you're telling me in a couple of years, there'll be a few Devaney's floating about Gidor, uh, hey, get, you know. It's hey, kind of... I played for Bird when I was young, so, which you mightn't like that now. But... <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're with Joe Boyle, aren't you? So I, yeah, you have I, a bit I, of hurling I, in you somewhere, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, my mum's from Galway, you see. Oh, right. She was in the yeah. hurling side, yeah. she was at school with Brendan Lansky, and you have to be of a certain yeah. age to remember yeah. a great, great But it's probably, it's probably a thing that football clubs maybe be a bit hesitant about taking hurling in they'd be thinking but really like in a county when Donegal when push comes to shove if you're playing hurling and football unless you come from a really hurling family you're probably still going to choose the football so it's only going to benefit like the skills and things like Sean, that Sean McVeigh that Andrew tie-in which yeah. you know, he, he doubled but like, or, listen I can only speak for unions we embrace it like the, yeah. I know there's some silliness in some situations there now but but unions certainly embrace it and certainly this season you know Tyrone Derry's the big one coming up next. Sligo, you know, you've plenty of derbies in there. You've London, Roscommon, but those three games in particular, you know, certainly get the are exciting for fans, and particularly with Derry. Yeah. The benchmark now with Derry coming down, that'll that'll tell a lot about Donegal. Yeah, season. that'll that'll be a big test next week. And in fairness, they've done really well against Derry in the last. Don't think they played them last year, but the previous couple of years, you know, it's been a score in it. Just didn't get over the line. It's been a few years since we've beat them. Um, Derry are good, like they had a good win again against Tyrone uh, under new ma- Tyrone under new management. Derry had a good win there at the weekend, so yeah, it'll definitely be a big test next week. Donegal yesterday, you know, played well, lots of stuff to improve on, and they'll need to improve that. Like it was a first round of a league game, there's lots of mistakes, sloppiness, but you can't afford that next week against Derry. You know, it'll be it'll be take ball be taken away from you straight away and put over the bar. You and, know, uh, you, you a couple of brilliant victories in Derry, of course, but Satanta mm-hmm. on Derry soil on your way to that epic uh, Ulster. Victory, your dinner dance is next week. Richard yeah. Power's coming up. You've invited me along as well for the crack. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rich, Richie Power, what, very what, lucky what, to what's get What's going on? Power's waiting to invite here. He's waiting to invite if you have a ticket for him. There's a free dinner going Free dinner. Uh, we, we'll definitely be there. Nah, it's, yeah. a, it's an open invite. We're looking forward to it, Brendan. Very lucky to get Richie Power this year. Eight All Ireland's. You know, he had his Lake Regale last week. You know, it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say. You know, the Kilkenny lads are really good with their time. Um, coming up here, it was Cody was up last year and That's Richie right. up this year, yeah. And then you we should had pull in the stars. You've some contacts, boy. Oh, I'm telling you, we're no, I'm not talking about Andy 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 well, I kind of stopped there at Richie Power, like, you know. <laughs> well, we, heard, we heard then the ex Donegal full forward superstar was going yeah, to join yeah. as well. And he, then we, just, we thought just, it was Murphy. We were like, yeah, oh. he's just such a letdown. He just as the eight all Ireland's more than me, but I don't know. He's counting. But listen, what what a season! I suppose you know we're we're down the last couple of minutes now. Yeah. But each each step of that Ulster uh, uh, victory, the three matches, underdogs every time. You know what yeah. what a season for you, trailblazing and and of course, no, there's always has to be a first. You know, one can never match that or take yeah, that yeah, away. Yeah. And Satanta have done that in Donegal at the intermediate level. Yeah, no, it was class. Like you've kind of time to reflect on it now. Over the last in January, like when we weren't doing any hurling. But no, it was class. It was that first game. You know, really. 12 week break so you just don't know how that first game in Ulster is going to go and you know yourself in sport once you get that bit of momentum it can just drive things on and when we get over the Derry champions just gave us a lot of belief because we'd played Carrick more before we'd played you know Lisbelaw we played all these teams and competed with them either won or lost by a couple of points so we knew we were at that level and then just on the day you know games are won in moments you know yourself Jerry Gilmore getting a goal or Josh getting a goal against um um, Middletown and then against Carrick Moore kind of just the perfect final just played well from the start a little bit of a blip in the second half but you know ground it out at the end then again so 
Yeah, unreal, unreal year for the club, like, and everybody involved at the club. So, really looking forward to celebrating now. Listen, night. I'm looking uh, I think, to I, think I, can't, I can't wait. There's going to be, you know, the way the keeper is a big thing now. Keepers moving out and, you know, playing now. Managers actually playing and managing. So, Listen, it's a. Hey, we could get job, this man, we get you a job at the bar or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the other side of it, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Certainly. No, thanks so much for coming on. I want to thank my guests this evening. We're out of time here. That was a brilliant show, Park. Thanks so much for coming on. Joe Dex for producing Head of Sport, Oshin Kelly, and we'll speak to you all next week.